0: Like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale,
1: I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle.
0: Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
1: Landing it into an hour number two. Bucks and Celtics, that series. Tied at 2-2. That's coming up later. Chat about that here as well in the games last night.
0: Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is.
2: It's hump day. hump day! I
3: know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's
0: more of that what that camera Wednesday Hump
1: day is Warriors will look to close out the Grizzlies tonight. Ja Morant. Bone bruise in the knee, out rest of the postseason likely. Last night, 76ers technically showed up. 120-85 to 85, Miami with the win there. They got a 3-2 series lead there. Suns picked up a 3-2 series lead with a 110-80 win over the Mavericks. Words of wisdom. And to all the ladies,
4: peace and happiness forever.
1: Our thanks to Matt Reiser, head coach of the Southeastern Lions, for joining us. Last segment. Now we go to the lakefront. At least in theory. I don't know, Coach. Are you on a bus, Coach Blake Dean of the Uno Privateers? How are you, sir?
5: I'm doing good, man. How are you?
1: Doing well. Um, (laughs) Did you think it'd come down to the final weekend, Coach? I mean, all these teams battling for the regular season conference championship here in the Southland.
5: Yeah, you know, I've, I've never seen anything quite like it. Quite frank, I mean, there's you know six teams that are. Within striking distance, really. So it's it's coming down on the wire, and it's uh, made for an interesting season for sure.
1: We were talking with, with Coach Riser here and Coach Silver throughout the season, and you've joined us as well. I feel like all your all all these teams, for the most part, have had a little bit of adversity. Then you guys rattle off a couple of wins to kind of get back in things. When you you look at your, I'm not saying look at your season overall or give me an overview just yet, but. Man, I kind of feel like everybody's battled something, and then you kind of learned something about your team. Huh? What have you learned about the privateers?
5: Well, you know, we, we started the season off very well. You know, we beat Oklahoma 2-3 in, our, in our, our last non-conference weekend, mm-hmm. and then we jump into conference play, and we lose our first conference series at Northwestern at home. Uh, and we kind of got punched there, and we bounced back and won a few series. And then at one point, I think we lost six or seven games in a row. Uh, and then again, you can either, you figure out you either shut down or you, you know, you put your shoes, your, your cleats back on and go back to work and figure out how to get the job done. And uh, it just shows the resilience and, you know, the capability to, to fight some adversity and bounce back.
1: When you look at this weekend series against, or, you know, obviously Northwestern State starts tomorrow, but before that, you had to take care of UIW here over the weekend. Getting 11 3 win, 9 8 loss again, that was close, but then same score, but in 11 innings, you win the following 9 is 8. That, is that how close this conference is? Because it's not y'all. I've seen a couple of other schools literally win or lose by a run.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I tell people all the time, year in and year out, this conference just becomes undervalued you know the competition we play the schedules we put together and then our conference play I mean heck you know we we, we were up uh, four on Saturday and ended up losing that game in the ninth inning and then we were up two on Sunday and they tied it up and then we ended up walking it off you know an inning or two later and that just goes to show you that until the last out of the of this conference anything is possible I mean I, I was talking to coach riser I think they were up 13 to four at one point looked up and they're down 14 to 13 you know, so it's, it's just crazy. It's
1: chaos. I know when I take a look at your team, too, as well, we're talking with Chris Blair um, about the Tigers and, you know, their hitting starting to come around and stuff. When I look at your statistics, I guess let's just start at the plate. You've had a couple of guys that really kind of stepped up and been kind of important for you guys. I mean, I look at Howard with 57 RBIs and leading you guys on average is Larry, uh, Monty Larry. You've had a couple of players that really have stepped up for you, huh?
5: Yeah, I mean, Pierce has obviously done a great job this year. You know, he's an older guy. He's anchored that, you know, the offense down in the three hole. Amani has probably been our overall most uh, successful, versatile player. I mean, he's a second baseman with over 40 ribbies, leading the conference and hitting, and we lead the nation in double plays turned. He's only made two errors the entire season, you know, at second base. So very impressive player. Uh, we, we found ways to manufacture and score some runs, and, and those guys have been a big
1: part of it. When I look at that, 12 doubles, too. I mean, he's got a little speed on him, huh?
5: He does. I think he stole probably, you know, I think he stole 15 bases, somewhere right around there as yeah. well. So, again, a very versatile baseball player. I think I saw uh, the power rankings. They, they ranked him as the 28th best second baseman in the country. So, uh, that's, that's pretty good for him. So,.
1: About when we go on the mound, because obviously, coach, for you to be able to win games, you got to get the timely hits, and I also think getting timely outs is a big thing. Maybe not even just for starters, but the middle relief a lot of times maybe doesn't get talked a lot about. Who stepped up for you this year to get you in the situation where you guys can compete for a conference championship?
5: Well, I, I would say, you know, just right off the top of my head, Tyler LeBlanc has probably made the biggest jump on the mound for us. You know, the freshman last year, uh, he threw some, but you know, it was Kind of hit and miss, and then he's got you know six or seven wins this year on the mound for us as our, as our Friday night guy. Uh, so he, he's done a good job, and we've been trying to figure out this you know pitching staff all year, and we're moving starters, moving arms, moving bullpen guys. I mean, it's a, we're we're playing a, you know, just chess over here, trying to figure out the right pieces, and it, it never seems that we make the right move. But uh, as long as you're winning more than you're losing, I guess you're doing something right.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that when it comes to that. Look, that's one of the things that I guess you really can't plan for. Matt was telling me literally that everyone they thought there would be a starter this year it got hurt or or, or suffered an injury. So you, you've had to find other things like that. Is that one of the, the challenges of, of being a coach, that sometimes you, you have those best-laid plans, and then things like that can affect you? I mean, that, when you don't have your pitching, that's kind of a big deal, isn't it?
5: Sure, sure. I mean, especially I tell people this all the time, you know, they always want to be recruiting kids. What's the biggest difference between LSU and, you know, a mid-major? And I said, well, my, my 1 through 18, with the exception of maybe like an Alex Bregman or an Aaron Nola, are, are relatively close in talent level to what they have. But what separates them from mid-majors is their, is their 19th player through their 35 players is probably substantially better than ours. So their depth is, is more qualified and better. So, when we have a guy go down in our starting lineup or one of our arms or one of our hitters it's hard for us to bounce back in the, in the capacity in which you know they may be able to uh, so we we live and die by you know guys being able to stay healthy and make it through the season uh, you know and it goes a lot of it goes into the success for that
1: you can follow the Privateers on Twitter at PrivateersBSB. One of the latest posts up there is about what you were just talking about, sir, about your second baseman um, being recognized by D1 Baseball as one of the top second basemen in the country, top 30. So that's always a good thing, Coach, when you you got things like that. But let's turn our attention, obviously, to what you guys got to do here to get a, a conference championship here. You're going on the road. How have you guys sort of played on the road as opposed to the late front, you think?
5: Well, I mean, obviously we've played better at home, Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, as most teams probably do, but, you know, we've had some decent road series, uh, but again, for us to to do what we need to do, you know, that game Saturday, we were up four in the ninth, and ended up losing that one, Uh, that would have put us in a tie for first place, which then it puts you in a little better position, but, you know, going on the road, uh, you know, we we always try to just avoid getting swept first, and take a series, and then try to sweep, so... And, you know, we're still trying to stick with our same mantra, but at the end of the day I think we all know that to even give ourselves a legitimate chance, we're going to have to win all three of them.
1: You face Northwestern State, the opponent that you guys are going to be facing here back in March, the 25th, 26th, and 27th. Won the first game 7-6, and here we go with those 1-1 games. <laughs> Lose the next one 2-1 and then a 16-10 contest that they pulled out here as well. Can you take anything from that series, or was that so long ago that maybe both of you teams are different?
3: Uh, well, I think
5: I think we have a pretty good understanding of uh, you know who they are. They've always been you know, Coach Barbie. You know, they pride themselves in being able to pitch uh, and, and play defense. That's always been their game, mm-hmm. and that's why you see the the, the one run games we had right there. Uh, that Saturday guy, the two one game, threw a complete game against us. So, you know, we know that they're they're pitching based. If you can separate offensively, for the most part, you can give yourself a chance. But uh, again, like you saw in the Sunday game, they scored sixteen runs. So. <laughs> It is very, very weekend in the weekend in the Southland. You know, from the first weekend to now, it could be a totally different series. That's just how it is in our conference.
1: Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Thank you for finding a few minutes today to talk about your Privateers. Good luck, and let's see what happens here by the, by Saturday evening.
5: <laughs> That's right. Sounds good, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Yep, for sure. Appreciate the time, Mr. Blake Dean, head coach of your UNO Privateers. Again, when you take a look at the Southland Conference. Standings, it's McNeese, Southeastern, 12 and 9, tied first place, UNO 11 and 10, Nichols 11 and 10, Northwestern State 11 and 10, HBU 11 and 10, A&M Corpus Christi 9 and 12, and UIW 7 and 14. So again, all those series start tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So by Saturday evening, late afternoon, you'll you'll have an idea. And then I don't know what those tiebreakers are. I'm just going to go to the website and see who's going to be the regular season conference title. I'm just. Being honest with you guys, right? When you look at it from that perspective. 800 1003 coming up next segment. John Sigler is going to join us and we'll talk about what he did earlier this week. He went back and looked at all of the draft picks and what he can kind of, uh, grab from those guys and how he thinks perhaps they can sort of impact this team. And we'll go in order with them here as well as he went and looked at, obviously, Chris Alave and Trevor Penning from the first round. Alante Taylor, the corner from the second round. DeMarco Jackson, the linebacker, picked in the fifth round. And Jordan Jackson, an edge rusher, selected in the sixth round. So we'll chat with him next segment about that. But I told you I wanted to look at, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, some of the same game... uh Parlays that I told you would be fun. So go and download the app if you have it. If you have, do what I do and just pulled it up. It's the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So let's take a look at the first game. It's the Bucks and the Celtics right now. And Boston's a five and a half point favorite. I don't know if that makes Corey Glore too happy about that here as well. But after you tap the game, okay, literally, you'll see Bucks and Celtics right underneath that. It's, in green, it says same game parlay with a little toggle switch. Tap it. Like I just did. And boom, here comes all the different parlays that you can add to it. And it's Al Horford points. Over, under, 10, 11, 12 and a half, 13. You can select. What do you think? Brooke Lopez, Giannis. Is he gonna have over or under 29 and a half, 30, 31, 32, 33? These are all parlays you can have here as well. And you can go with all of the different players here. Drew Holiday, over, under. Is he gonna have 18 and a half points? Over, under. You just tap the box. And when you do that, it adds all these different legs to it. And that's how you can, you know, make a little extra. Here's another one. Uh, Giannis, three pointers made. Minus 60 that he hits one, plus 310 that he hits two or more. So, again, all these different things, you can kind of – it just adds a little bit more to it, and and you can have fun with it. And here's the best part about it with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you miss on one of those legs and you have at least three, three or more, they're going to give you a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So, again – it just makes it a little bit more fun. You can just tap different things, because, especially with Giannis and rebounds or Giannis and free throws. He struggles a little bit on that. But um And also total points. Right now, Milwaukee total points. Let's see what they have for total points. They have 94. They think Milwaukee's going to get 94.5 points under or over. So, again, you can just tap all of those. And have a little bit more fun with that. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's literally that easy. You just tap it and it opens up. It's all right there for you to enjoy when you watch the game tonight. And that's this one. We'll maybe look at the Warriors one here as well as they uh, take on the Grizzlies up 3-1. When we come back, we'll speak with John about the Saints draft picks. Saints rookie mini campus this weekend. Bottom of the hour, Brian, who's likely a mile high out west in Denver. We'll get his thoughts here as well. As we've been discussing on Morning Zion has been a spotting at Duke, the men's basketball program, tweeting a picture of him getting that work in yesterday up at Duke. I love it. Makes me happy. Five months until the season starts, and he's still getting his stuff in. I love it. So sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN, New Orleans.
0: Teaming up to create a healthier community, Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center present Health Watch.
5: For most athletes, a gradual warm-up has very real benefits and can help prepare the body for more intense exercise. A thorough warm-up helps to increase blood flow to the working muscle, which results in decreased muscle stiffness, reduced risk of injury, and often improved performance.
2: An effective warm-up has a number of very important key elements. These elements work together to minimize the likelihood of sports injury from physical activity. When warming up, start with the easiest and most gentle activity first, building upon each part with more energetic activities until the body is at physical and mental peak.
5: The first step towards your best workout is a general warm-up. You want to work for about 10 minutes and end your warm-up feeling well, warm and sweating lightly. The purpose of the general warm-up is to raise the heart rate and your breathing. This also helps to increase the muscle temperature, which means your muscles are ready for more vigorous activity. The next step towards your best workout is sport-specific warm-up. The warm-up you do will depend on your sport. During this part of the warm-up, you should up the intensity, doing the same movements you'll be doing in your workout or event. For example, football players must work to stretch their hip flexors, quads, hamstrings, calves, trunk, glutes and upper body. Each and every muscle throughout the body is used to maximize a football player's running, jumping, blocking, and catching potential. This series of stretches can capture each of these movements to better prepare the athlete for his position.
2: When warming up, start with the easiest and most gentle activity first, building upon each part with more energetic activities until the body is at physical and mental peak.
5: The first step towards your best workout is a general warm-up. If you have questions about proper warm-up before activity, please contact the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional at 985-493-4502 or visit us at www.thibodeau.com. If you have questions about proper warm-up before activity, please contact the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional at 985-493-4502 or visit us at www.thibodeau.com.
4: Health Watch is a presentation of Coastal Broadcasting in Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. For more information on the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, call 985-493-4502 or visit Thibodeau.com. Looking
0: for uncommon talent? Meet the Grads of Life. They're not the typical candidates you're used to, but they're exactly who your company needs. An ideal fit for entry-level positions, internships, and even mentorships. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn more. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Question. Would you seat your three-year-old child on a windowsill? And would you seat them in a car seat that's not the correct one? Secure their future. Seat them in the correct car seat. More info at safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
5: From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, We are with you through life's journey. Social
1: Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit SocialSecurity.gov.
0: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill.
1: Talk a little Saints football with John Sigler. You can give him a follow on Twitter at John underscore Sigler with two R's there. John, good afternoon, sir. How are you, buddy?
4: Hey, I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show again.
1: For sure. You're the managing editor of the Saints Wire, and I loved what you put up earlier in this week. You went back and looked at the Saints draft picks. I liked the picks, and I think whether it's depth or whether it's instant, perhaps chance to start, like Chris Salavi and Trevor Penning, what what did you learn when you went back and you looked at it first, just kind of overall collectively, and then we'll maybe address each player individually?
4: Man, I learned that the Saints really have a type. And we, we had an idea of this from the, from the the past couple drafts under Jeff Ireland and everything. But this year, I mean, it was almost like a consensus. Like every one of these guys was um, a, a team captain, uh, went to one of the all-star games, like the Senior Bowl or the, the Shrine Bowl, Shrine mm-hmm. Game or what have you, all of these guys tested in like the, the 90th percentile for athleticism with, with that combine drills and everything like one after the next, like they, they, they all kind of fit the same mold and you you can see the vision of what, what the saints want their players, you know, to look like, like, like what the, what, what they want that resume to look like. And I, I think that's a good, that's a good way to build a team. And, and just, just you know, if, if you're looking for guys who, uh, you know, are high character, have leadership experience, if they're, You know, upper shelf athletes. I think that's a good way to go.
1: Brian, who's going to join us after you next segment, used to, used to and still does uh, always say, especially when it comes to Sean Payton, if you just listen to what he says, he's telling you what, what he believes and feels. And I kind of almost feel, John, if we listen to Dennis Allen, he's told us this offseason, right? He made the statement, uh, I think at the owner's meetings when he said, um, or was it the combine? It was one of those that, that he talked about and he said, you build, through the draft. Well, by what you just said, it kind of goes to that, right? And especially he said on draft weekend that there's a certain mentality and a certain type of player that they want in that locker room, and I think that comes from being with Sean 12 to 16 years, right?
4: Yeah, I think so. You, you see that influence there, and, and it makes sense. This is a formula that, that has worked really well for the Saints over the last – um Gosh, six or seven years. It sure, just, it doesn't, sure doesn't feel like it's been that long, but that's that's what they've been working with, and they they have their process. They trust it, and they went and got their guys. Um, you know, every year they whittle their draft board down to probably about a hundred prospects, one hundred and twenty something like that. But then you look at the draft, and there's two hundred and sixty four picks, and you go, well, shoot, there's only by their measure, there's maybe only a hundred players who are worth spending a draft pick on, and, and they make moves to go get them. You know, we saw them trade up for Chris Olave, and we we saw them get that second pick before the draft, so they they would have a shot at getting someone like Trevor Penning, and they got their guy there. Um, and I, it, you can be very selective like that when you have a team like the thing, where you, you've been successful for a long time, you've had the same. General manager for a long time, the same college scouting director for a long time, and you—you, you, this is just the latest step in that plan. That's already you know six or seven years in motion. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's good to see them kind of stay true to themselves on that
1: front. Speaking with John Sigler, managing editor of the Saints Wire. All right, John, let's go through those players. I loved Chris Talave from the get-go. I thought it was—it was also of all the receivers that maybe you can sort of get. I think it is important that he has a relationship with. Michael Thomas. Look, you already saw it, right? A week right after he got drafted, and the Instagram story for Michael Thomas that he's working out with Olave. They, they spoke while he was at Ohio State. And when you add Coach Dennis Allen going to Malibu and having that conversation with Michael Thomas, to me, it just it just made sense. I loved it. I loved that they went up and got him. As Dennis said, if you like a player and you love him, you go get him. What did you see, though, when you went back and looked at Chris Olave?
4: Oh man! He, if you name a route, this guy can run it as well as anybody in the NFL. Um, he, he's he's put in a lot of work at Ohio State. Uh, his position coach is Brian Hartline, former NFL receiver, um, and you can tell like like he, he he works like a pro. And when he's lining up against guys in coverage, um, and he, he's just whipping them <laughs> up up and down the field at all, at, at every level. Um, there, there's some things he could get better at, and he will. You know, like. So, something that Marcus Colston did really well for the longest time was, was knowing how to beat zone cup up by finding the the open zones, and that's something that Olave hasn't really had to do much, uh, just, uh, just because of um, you know the defensive schemes he's faced. He's faced a lot of man coverage, a lot of press coverage, and he really excels at beating that. And I think he's going to do well at that in the NFL. Um, this is a great project you should check out. It's called Reception Perception uh, from Matt Harmon. He goes mm-hmm. through and he he, he he scouts all these receivers in the draft. He watches five or six games of them, charts every single route they run, what the coverage was, wow. how they did. And Olave was his was his best receiver uh, by a pretty good margin. <laughs> They're uh, fa- facing that physical man press coverage, and you wouldn't think that when you look at him and you say, "Oh, he's only he stands six foot, one hundred eighty nine pounds or so." You you wouldn't think someone like that would be so dominant wow. whenever he's got someone pressing him. But Olave he he's just he does such a great job setting guys up to lose with, with his feet and controlling all of his you know, just just all of his um his body language. He doesn't really tip off what he's doing, what, what, what his intentions are, where he's moving on the field. Um I just cannot wait to see this kid get to work. Uh, I think he's gonna do really well.
1: I like it when someone refers to an offensive lineman as nasty. Everybody keeps yeah. saying that with Trevor Penny. Why does he earn that reputation? What did you see?
4: You know, he, he takes it a bit too far sometimes. <laughs> um, he got penalized, uh, I believe it was sixteen times in fourteen games. It was something like that. Um, he, he he plays through the whistle a lot, and he, he he sees his responsibility as a tone setter, as someone who's going to from from the first snap, he, he's going to let the he's going to let the defense know what time it is, and he, he's going to dictate the terms of engagement. And he did that really well at uh, Northern Iowa at, at a lower level of competition, and we saw him do it at the Senior Bowl as well. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got a lot to work on. Something Dennis Allen spoke about is, you know, you know you'd rather have to teach a uh, your, your dog when it's a puppy to, to kind of uh, pull back a little um, if it's a guard dog so that whenever it's older it knows what to do rather than try and motivate it to be mean and get after it. And that's kind of the case with Pinning where he, he has the right attitude. You just got to uh, focus that a bit and harness that energy and make sure you're not hurting the team. And I, I think that's probably the way to go. You know, you don't want to have to worry about motivating these guys mm-hmm. so much as keeping them in check. And I, I think that's going to serve him really well.
1: Alante Taylor, I, I think maybe where it was, but again, you did have a third and a fourth round pick. Is that why maybe some people were like, really? Is that where you go with that player? What did you find with him?
4: Man, yeah, that, that that was the first really weird pick to me. Um you know, of all, of all years, this is the one where the Saints kind of did what the mock drafts that they would do in the first round, and then we go and take a corner in, in the second round. So that, that was a little odd, um, I think, but you, you go back and look, and Alante Taylor, he, he, he's a Saint. Like, like he, he looks like someone who's going to be here for eight or nine years and, and have, have a pretty nice career. Like, really? he's someone, too, that is super athletic that is such a team-first player. He, he, he would stop his position coach in practice at Tennessee to make sure that his teammates were getting time and drill, like, before they would move on to something else. I mean, he's such a um, a, a team player, and he's willing to play special teams. I believe he had, a, like, over 400 snaps on special teams in, in, in college, so I think that's where we're going to see him. And that does make sense because, you know, the Saints, they're – um, I, I, didn't, I didn't know this until I, I went back trying to figure out why the Saints made this pick. Uh, the Saints actually allowed more punts to be returned than any team in the NFL last year, which is really odd when you think about how, how, how highly we, we talk of uh, Blake Gilligan and everyone on that unit. And That's so if, if Elante Taylor can come in and take the Saints from last to like just middle of the road, yeah. I, I think you feel pretty good about that as, as a first year player. And then, and then you, you see where it goes from there. I'm, I'm sure the Saints are going to want him to compete with awesome Debo there, there at, at the corner spot. Um, it's going to be pretty tough for him to displace them after everybody that Debo beat for that job last right. year. But I, but you know, hey, iron sharpens iron and I'm really eager to see it play out in training camp.
1: John, I saw CBS Sports dot com put out a piece, and a writer there said Demarco Jackson is a starter in waiting. That's a pretty high praise for a, a fifth round pick.
4: Yeah, that that, that that's has kind got of, that's a spicy take. I, I don't want to say it's a hot take because I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not disinclined to uh, to agree here. But um, yeah, Demarco Jackson, man, I, I really like that pick for, for where it happened in the draft. If you, you can get a the uh, the Sunbelt player of the year. Round um, someone who has a pretty clear role on this team, what his responsibilities are going to be, I, I, I like that. And you know, Mario Davis, he's going to be ahead of uh, ahead of Jackson as long as he's in town, sure. um, but I mean, he, he's, he just turned 33, Malcolm Jenkins retired at uh, 34, I believe, so Mario Davis could could be on, on his way out uh, to the, the next stage here in the next year or two as well. You, you know, he can't rule that out, so it, it's good to get ahead of that. Get it, get in some players that you like, and see if they have what it takes to to eventually step up into that role. So, I like that pick. I don't see a lot of Demarco Jackson this year, but it would not shock me in the least if he does work his way into that. You know, this time next year, possibly.
1: Interesting. Jordan Jackson, finally, sixth round pick, the edge pass rusher from Air Force, saw some really good things about him too, as well in terms of potential and again special teams.
4: Yeah, yeah. He, Blocked a couple of kicks at Air Force, I believe. Nice. Um, he, he, he's a he's a he's a very big, very big, very agile player. Um, I was I was looking at him watching some, watching some of his cut ups, and I kept going back to David Onyemata coming out of Manitoba uh, in, in Canada back into I think that was the twenty was that the twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen draft I can't recall, but it's kind of a similar deal where this this is a very athletic player who. Needs you know quality coaching. He needs a very clear role for what he's going to be doing in the NFL. Is he a tackle? Is he an end? I, I, I think that uh, Jackson is going to be a, a, a defensive tackle for the Saints. That seems to be the, the clearest way for him to get on the field. And he did bulk up to like 294 pounds here. So I think he's kind of been preparing for that. So that was an interesting pick. Uh, the, the Saints, they did add a lot of guys at that position. They, they, they brought in Catavia um, Street. Angelil Johnson. They they, they retain Shy Tuttle, so they got a lot of bodies at defensive tackle. And I I really have no problem adding another one to the mix that when he has as much potential as uh, as this guy does.
1: John, as always, man, when people want to go over there and check out Saints Wire, what else can they find?
4: Yeah, man. You know, we we've really expanded our team this off season. Um, it's got me. We've got Matty uh, Maddie Hudak. You guys know her. We got Ross Jackson as well. Uh, work, writing for us, so we, we, we've got a really great team together. Everybody's doing some interesting things. Uh, Maddie's been reaching out to, to the trainers for a lot of these prospects, trying to get interviews set up with them. She spoke Taylor's trainer recently. We, we had, had a great uh, write-up on, on that process. Um, we're, we're just staying busy. <laughs> we've got, 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 got a fun <laughs> summer ahead, and I, 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 I'm so thankful to be past the mock, mock drafts and. What if, and if this, then that, and I'm, I'm very eager to get get it, get to camp, get, yeah. and see these guys get out and compete.
1: I'm with you too, man. I am like again, I, look I I got all excited because I just saw a photo of Zion smiling and looking like he's about to take a jump shot, you know, so I can't <laughs> wait to see legit photos and video of Saints Rookie minicamp and then look, man, I, I got the little post to note in front of me, May twenty fourth twenty sixth, thirty first through the second, seventh through the ten OTAs, mandatory mini camp the fourteenth through the sixteenth. It is literally around the corner where here we actually know it. No, I can't wait, man. Thank you for your time today, John.
4: Hey, thanks for having me on again. You guys for have sure. a good one.
1: Managing editor of the Saints Wire. Go give a follow at the Saints Wire for that. And then John personally at John underscore Sigler with two R's. When we come back, it is time to see just how, no, I'm not going to see just how I, oh no, probably. Brian is likely my high eye west. Hot takes coming in hot next on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs>
0: individual rates coverage offerings and savings may vary subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas if you're a small business owner listen up Pi insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments the kind that could save you money workers comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face but did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices that's right but many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. And with helpful representatives just to call away, it's easy to understand why Pi is rated excellent by customers on Trustpilot. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or go to saveonpi.com. That's save on PIE.com.
2: May is American Stroke Month. Stroke is a leading cause of death and permanent brain injury among adults in the United States. Yet, stroke is preventable and treatable when quickly recognized. Signs of stroke include sudden numbness or weakness in the face, arm, or leg, typically on one side of the body. Other symptoms include trouble seeing, walking, or speaking, and unexplained sudden severe headache. Recognizing the signs of stroke and seeking immediate medical treatment can reduce your risk of permanent brain injury. CT or MRI may be used to help identify the type of stroke and appropriate course of treatment. Timely clot-busting drugs, image-guided endocranial vascular treatments or surgery can result in a complete or near complete recovery. Remember, you can reduce your risk for death and permanent injury from stroke. Seek immediate emergency medical help when you see the signs. For more information, visit radiologyinfo.org. This health reminder is from the Radiological Society of North America.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max.
1: It seems to me, and I have no way of knowing this for sure, that some part of Aaron Rodgers wants or needs attention. Like, why do you publicly talk about, I don't know if I'm going to stay, I predicted whatever was worked out, it would be a situation where Rodgers could get out at the
2: end of every year because I think he wants everyone in that same position next year. G.J. and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN
0: app. Can we talk about sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of, of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus
1: Kattengau. We'll hear from Brian, who's likely a mile high out west here in a quick second. buddy. just sent you his number to get him a quick buzz for me as I will play... Something that's very interesting because it's just kind of a background thing that's happening, right? I mean, it's, it's all about how to fix the Lakers, at least on ESPN and nationally and all this other stuff. Um, it's something I want to ask Brian here as well. Harden, Kyrie Irving, Zach Levine, a couple of high profile free agents and, and, and players eligible for massive extensions is coming here. Here's Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter. What should the Bulls do with Zach Levine? Now, you know, there's been some rumors, hey, could, could they go to the Lakers? The Lakers would mind him and things of that nature. Here's what he had to say about it. If
4: I'm the Bulls, I say, cool, Zach, let's work out a sign and trade. See
2: ya. Really? $213 million for Zach Levine? I, all the people who <laughs> are clinging to this argument that Zach Levine is this unbelievably transcendent player, they say, oh, two-time all-star. He made the Olympic team. He won a gold medal. What? Has Zach Levine ever done on a winning team that leads you to believe that this is a foundational piece that you need to give max money to and that you're going to be closer to a title?
1: Wow. All right, so again, that's just one ESPN NBA reporter as we bring in Brian, who's likely a mile high West Brian, how are you, sir? I'm good, brother. How are you? Buddy, I think you got me on cue. I can't hear. There we go, Brian. Man, there we are. Got you. What's up, man? Um, so look, I, I think one of the things, Brian, that I, the reason I'm I'm leading off with this here is too, is because th- there's a backdrop, obviously, of the Zion extension. I'm going to get to that in a quick second, but you got a lot of players that have names that are eligible for really big contract extensions. Kyrie Irving, Sean Marks. Today, the GM said, "You know what? We want players." That are available and, and and want to buy in. Kind of didn't say it, but that said it. Would, would you give Kyrie Irving $250, 260.
3: I wouldn't give Kyrie Irving two fifty or two sixty if you was giving me the money. Like, not happening. <laughs> I can't trust him. And not only can I not trust him health wise, I can't trust him to be fully committed to being a basketball player. Kyrie seems like he wants to do everything but play basketball, and it's been that way since he left Duke. And I think he, what, he played like maybe ten games at Duke mm-hmm. before he got injured and didn't play the rest of the season. I, I just don't know how committed he is to playing basketball. He can hoop, and I think yeah. it's a God given gift. But I don't. I wouldn't give him money. Hell no. I wouldn't give him two hundred and fifty dollars in monopoly money.
1: Mm. Yeah, I know that, that that's a lot. Um, when you look at the amount of money that that could go in that situation there, um, in which you could kind of give him. Here's the other. It's uh, yeah, five years, two hundred and forty six million is what he would be eligible for. James Harden, another player, um, here as well. Look. I another one I'm going no with, Brian, because he doesn't take care of himself. Like, literally, he's he's today's Dennis Rodman. He goes to Vegas in between games. He does all these different things. I, I'm i not giving him, you know, that kind of money.
3: There, there are three guys in the NBA I'm not paying. And, unfortunately, one of them has already got paid. Ben Simmons is one because Ben Simmons wants to be a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Harden wants to be a rapper. And Kyrie Irving wants to be an activist. Those are the three guys I'm not giving money to. And Kyrie's one of those smartest guys in the room types. Definitely not doing that. James Harden is one of those. I put on a fat suit just so I can get out of every place I don't want to play for. So who knows if it goes sour in Philly if he's not going to want to get out of Philly and you've already paid him. Yeah. I just think guys like that, man, are never going to be happy. They, they're happy with the money. They just don't want to play ball anymore. They want to do other things. And if that's what you want to do, go for it. I, you know, feel free. You're just not going to do it with my money.
1: Two hundred and sixty million is what the extension for James Harden is. I again if I'm the Sixers, man, I I can't. No do way that. you can do that. I can't no do, you can do that. that. You but they're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned Ben Simmons. I saw earlier this morning and I tweeted this to the graph report. NBA Central. Atlanta Hawks are a team to keep an eye on in a potential Ben Simmons trade. Now they're he's trying to move again, or they're trying to move him to the net. Who wants Ben Simmons? I, I I don't know if I can trust this guy. A, now there's the the back surgery. Is that what it is? I I don't know, dude. I, I I'm out. That's me. I'm out.
3: You know, I I would hate to question his mental health ability, but I do think there's some truth to it. Now I think he might be milking it a bit. And again, I hate to be that way because sure. you know when it comes to mental health, you can't really tell somebody you know how they're feeling. That being said, I think he's milking it a bit. And I you know, I kinda understand because if he shoots an air ball, the crowd is going to give him hell. Social media is going to give him hell. And then of course if he has to you know, you know, being a celebrity lifestyle that he wants to be, other players are gonna give him hell. So I think there's some truth to the mental health aspect of it, but now his physical health is breaking down. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm out.
1: I look at the top free agents and I just played that bit about Zach Levine and Again, that NBA writer said if I'm the Bulls, I'm doing a sign-in trade. I'm not giving them 240 or whatever it is. He's one of the top three agents out there. Again, isn't this nice? Because I haven't even got to the Pels yet. The Pels are not this position where you have to go over bid or go to do all this. But when I look at him here as well, the Lakers apparently would love to have him. Lakers would love everybody. I don't know what they have. They don't have the money. They don't have draft picks. But do you think Zach Levine, as that guy just said, is a transcendent player, is a player that can help you win a championship?
3: I think he's a piece of a championship team. He's not the guy that they're going to pay him to be, though. If you're going to pay him 200, if you pay anybody upwards of 200 million, he has to be that guy. We found out Brandon Ingram is that guy. Give him his. CJ McCollum can be a great piece. Yes, you pay him a max. And of course, you know, Zion is going to be the question coming up soon. So I think, you know, you have to, you know, really weigh that situation. That's about it. But Zach Levine, no way in the world that you pay him 200 plus million. For a guy that is only a piece of a championship team, he's like he's a two, maybe mm-hmm. a three, but he's not the number one you know option on your team.
1: Good point, because he has been for the Bulls, right? And well, you know, I mean, it's what it is. Imagine, when you take being, a a st-
3: look. imagine being stuck with Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan if Zach Lavine league.
1: <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, look, here's the thing: I was saying, and I'd love to get your opinion on this. Speaking with Brian, who's a mile high out west. Um, so Zion, we see a picture of him yesterday at Duke, and I love it. We're five months from the season. I love it. I love that he's playing, or he's, he's still in the lab, quote unquote, he's getting his work in, he's doing those things. Um and Brian, I said this yesterday. I know there's reports out there that the team is going to, they're going to offer him the extension, but it may have things in there wording in the contract, such as "Hey, markers. You, you play 30 games, you get an extra 20 mil. You, you play 50 games, here's an extra 20 mil. Could start, Andrew Lopez was saying, they could start it at 98, eventually get to the max, which would be 181. You can add things to that, such as if he makes the All-NBA team and other escalators, that could push it to 226. Me, Brian, by where this relationship is, and you know I always use analogies of relationships um marriages, whatever. I if you've had miscommunication or trust issues, I'm not doing that. I'm giving him a sheet of paper that says five years, one hundred eighty one, here's a pen, let's get to work. That's me. Do you even approach that? Do you even try to get him to sign a contract that kind of protects you?
3: I I think you almost have to, but unfortunately I'm with you, Gus, you know, as far as, you know, just being blindly in love and just saying, you know what, I'm going to throw caution to the wind and just jump the broom, I think that's me. I think you almost have to, because if he turns out to be a Joel Embiid situation, which is starts off injured a whole lot, or maybe a a Steph Curry situation might be better off, starts off injured a whole lot, because at one time, Steph was considered a bust. Can you imagine Steph Curry not being on the Golden State Warriors now, draining threes and being the greatest shooter we've ever seen? Mm -hmm. And people were willing to throw him away early. I think if Zion could be Let's say Charles Barkley is his ceiling. If Zion can be Charles Barkley, the Pelicans are winning multiple championships. So I think you almost have to, and it shows a commitment. It shows a commitment to Zion Agreed. and his family. Agreed. It shows a commitment to you know the team that, hey, look, with this guy, we can be a championship team. And, of course, it shows a
1: commitment to the NBA that New Orleans is ready to be the basketball team that we weren't. Bingo. That's what I wanted to bring up. Because, Brian, here's the thing. You know, you go to a therapist, you had a, a bad, you know, Relationship or marriage or whatever, you're going to have to at some point get over things, right? You're there because it didn't, something went wrong, miscommunication, trust issues, whatever. And that's what I'm getting at. If I sit down and talk to his representatives or Zion and I'm putting that in there, it does come across like, okay, you know, you, you still have doubts about me and all that. And look, you didn't ask to get hurt. It got hurt, but for whatever it is, whatever the miscommunication or the mistrust was, if I want, if I'm David Griffin, I want him to believe and trust in me. I don't go, I don't go that route. If I do that, you, you're already kind of at that odds, you know? And I'm just like, look, he's in there. He's working and I have to at some point believe and trust him if I'm moving on. And Friday and I played the sound bites, Brian, May 1st, he said, you know, he spoke with Willie Green. What do you need me to do with the guys? You need to get them together. Do you need me to, you know, get everybody? Where? What do you want me to do? You see him working out yesterday at Duke. He's five months from the season. He already looks better than he did all of last year. He's going to look better in five more months. So, to your point, this guy's going to come out healthy, ready to go. I have to plan that. If I, if I you know, if I keep going every five minutes where he's going to eat a pizza, he's going to get hurt well, then I'm going to feel the same way about football where I can get injured every play. I mean, at some point, I just got to go on faith and trust.
3: Yeah, I think the, the, the best way to sum up it, the best apology is changed behavior. So for Zion, his apology has to be changed behavior. I'm going to get in shape, ready to work. Whatever miscommunication we had on my end, I apologize. Here's my commitment to us Bingo. to making it work. From the Pelican side, the contract is, is is what he needs. Here's a commitment to you. Five years, 181 mil. Let's put some escalators in there to where you can get upwards of 200 mil. But we'll put some escalators in there on that end. But the, the five-year 181 mil, that's yep. you. That's yep. my commitment to say we believe in you. I love you. I want you to be here. The city loves you. We want you to be here. Here's yeah. our commitment. Now now it's on both, both sides to make it work from that point on. Fresh start. Let's go.
1: And, Brian, you brought it up, and I think it's a great point. I never thought, but here we are. You got Screaming A, Perkins. You got all these people saying, Zion's in the way, not in the way, but you know, it's up to Zion to keep, um, you know, th- that's keeping from the Pels from a championship contender and all like, it's crazy how the narratives change. And that's my point. You, you want it in the positive direction it is right now for New Orleans. And I think the second that report were to come out, where the extension has been offered, and there's Windhorst live on Sports Center, You know, Zion's people upset that uh, it's it's at 98 with escalators or clauses in there. Then you just, you, you go backwards. Does that make sense? All of a sudden screaming A is, the Pels aren't serious. Well, I don't know. I mean, they could be, well, they're in their right mind. But all it takes is one player all it takes is Jay Will in the morning, all it takes is Jalen Rose, all it takes is J.J. Redick, all it takes is one player to go on a soapbox and be like, you see, the Pels aren't really committed. You see, that's why he doesn't want to be there. I just, I don't even go there. I just, here's a sheet of paper, it's two sentences. Five years, 181, we love you, here's a pen.
3: I'll do you one better. I'll give you a real-life example that took place and it hurt the Pelicans. Boogie Cousins. The Pelicans had a a decision to make when Dell Demps was general manager. You could pay Boogie Cousins what he felt like he was owed, or you could try to put these escalators in and lowball him. The Pelicans lowballed him. It caused a rip in the team because Anthony was no longer happy. Rondo left not short after that. And, of course, all of a sudden you were stuck with, you know, Alvin Gentry as a lame duck coach, Good trying point. to coach some guys that didn't even want to play for him and guys that didn't want to be here. Luckily, he had Drew Holiday to kind of, you know, be the glue to hold whatever he could together. But, I mean, that didn't last very long. So I think we saw what happened the last time the Pelicans played, ticking and lost. Don't even bother doing it. Yeah. Give the guy the contract. Yeah. If you feel like it, it doesn't work out, amnesty clause and it's a trading.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. At, at this point, in day, what we've seen with the NBA, Brian, you bring up a great point. If it doesn't work, he's not happy. You're not happy. Um, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons have shown us Russell the way.
3: Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook.
1: You can move a player, and they can move themselves if they're not happy. I, I just, to me, I don't even go with it. Right. Right, I don't even go with it. You and I know a little bit about keeping our is. ladies happy. And most of that is swallowing it, accepting it, and going, what you need, baby? <laughs> what you need? Pretty much. It works. <laughs> Whatever it you like. It does. Thank you, Brian. As always, appreciate the time. Our time goes too faster.
3: Take care, my brother.
1: Brian, be enemy. As always, I appreciate my chats with him. Quick break. Hey, it's an open segment. If you'd like to chime in, what do you think? Pel's fans, I want to hear from you. When you see that photo of Zion smiling, that's a key. I like that. And he's working out at Duke. We'll get your opinions as well on the other NBA storylines, the scoreboard in the games. Give us a call. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. You could have a steam train. Hey, this is Beth. And Rusty from Terrebonne
3: Ford. We have big news, people. This is your last chance to order a new 2022 Ford F-150. Our auto banks close Friday, May 13th. But we have you covered at Terrebonne Ford. Come get the deal you deserve. Order a new 2022 Ford F-150 and get 1,000 auto bonus cash. Plus an additional $1,000 accessory allowance. Then choose the color, trim, and options
0: you want. That's right. Get your new Ford F-150. F-150 the way you want it. And lock in your
1: spot in the building process. So order your new F-150 now. And take advantage of 1,000 order bonus cash and 1,000 accessory allowance. But hurry!
3: Our order banks close Friday, May 13th. Order online at terraboneford.com Or come see us at Terrabone Ford and Homa. Because Terrabone Ford
0: delivers. For the purchase of a new 2022 F-150 with eligible accessories and five thirteen twenty two plus tax title and installation and not available with some other offers. See dealer for details. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Cash magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash
2: magic. Great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always
3: be
0: a VIP.
4: Gambling problem 877770
0: stop. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. what would you say you do here yeah. sports sports all day long hello sports band now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau.
1: this so earlier today general manager Sean marks of the nets
0: when we saw this year you know when when you have you know Kevin miss 27 games with injuries and Kyrie being out for over half the season I mean that hurts you know that hurts from a roster building standpoint you know that's that's not what we planned for. So um, some are avoidable, and and other excuses are of, of individual nature, and those are the ones that we have to try and avoid. We need people here that want to be here, they're selfless, they want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And they, there's an objective and there's a goal at stake here. And in order to do that, we're going to need availability from everybody.
1: Mm. All right, so that's making news here as well. Also, good old Nick Saban's making news, probably not in the way that he would like. It's hampering. Now, Nick Saban being accused of tampering as a means of getting Alabama's Tyler Harrell. Did he tamper? Did he not? Uh-huh. Tyler Harrell a month ago entered a portal. He uh, was a playmaker at Louisville, wide receiver, visited Alabama for its A-Day game on April 16th, committed to the tie the following Friday via social media, and Cardinals head coach Scott Satterfield became concerned. Satterfield, the head coach for Louisville, has suggested flat out tampering was involved in Alabama getting him. Now, Coach Saban had this to say um, earlier today at a country club, at a golf tournament, on the accusations of tampering. Coach Saban.
5: Well, we don't tamper with anybody, so I don't know of anything or anybody that tampered with him. Um, you know, and I, I don't really know that anybody's ever tampered with our players. I just think sometimes when things happen, it makes you wonder. So, um, I'm not making any accusations, you know, against anybody that's done anything with our players, and I don't have any knowledge of anybody that's done anything with anybody else's players.
1: Here's something that happened as well this week and the NCAA is asking get this Congress and lawmakers to help them with NIL. And look, if you listen to Matt Muscona and after further review, and he was actually talking about this yesterday here as well, collectives and things that nature. Remember with LSU signing day earlier this season, there was a player, uh, here locally, um, and it became a bidding war between A&M and LSU essentially he took the money and it became an Aggie. And it's quote-unquote collectives. And it's a group of businesses that get together and pledge money. For lack of a better way of understanding it. Right? Klebears, T-Shirt Shop, Cat Motors, Buddy Music, or whatever. We all have businesses. We all say, I'm giving you 100 Gs. And Y'all use it however y'all like it. Now you can't do that per se. Like I'm giving you cash, but I can, you know, I'm I'm basically promising whatever player, let's say the graph, we we want to, we want to graph the graph to pitch or play for us. I got it. Um I will have the graph at my five dealerships to uh to sign autographs, and I'm going to give him my that my hundred thousand or whatever to to be the face of my dealership. So that, that's what those collectives do. They all get together and say, I got a hundred, you got 250, I got a mil, you got whatever. And, and you use that money, quote unquote, or potential NIL deals to get players to sign. So essentially you sit down with a player and go, I can get you 450. I can get you 750. I can get you 850. Now, what Matt talked about during signing day is, A lot of these kids are not getting the full details on it, per se. A lot of these kids feel that it's a lump sum. It's a contract. What certain schools have done and certain businesses and things of that nature, what they do is they give it to you in monthly installments or in semester installments. Certain players and families were under the impression back during signing days that the second they agreed to it, a check of 725 is coming their way. And so you're, there's a lot of schools right now trying to get some guidance. The NCAA has kind of set some things here as well saying there's going to be a committee to try to come up with it. it it's just, it's gotten, I wouldn't say out of hand, but that's what's happening right now. So. Nick may not be lying by saying, I had no idea, but there probably likely was a Bama booster or two that, um, you know, made, made sure Tyler and his family were, were comfortable. (laughs) Right? It's the world you live in now. That's why I kept saying, I mean, NIL's great, but I I can promise you, and and you heard coaches and players kind of say it even, Earlier in this week when they were talking about this, you know, you, you have certain schools where, you know, the, 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 the last player on the roster or the, the backup to the backup to the backup punter is getting the same. I mean, it's to entice kids to come to school there for a certain amount of money. It's just, is what it is. Just letting you know. But anyway, that was, that was Coach Sabin today at a golf tournament in a charity answering the question about tampering when it comes to that. When we come back in our number three, we'll talk with Sean Fox from Fun Row. Sports Talk 97.7 up in Monroe, Louisiana. About his thoughts on Saints rookie minicamp here as well. How does he feel? Got a couple of leaks. He's, he loves leaks. He loves uh the potential of different games and where the Saints will be playing. We'll kind of go over that here as well. Plus, the NFL has given us word that there will be three games on Christmas Day, we know of one for sure, and we know of all the Thanksgiving games. So we'll talk about all that and more. So sports hangover at ESP New Orleans.
3: Hi, my name's Kevin. I'm active duty, so I'm figuring out my options while I'm stationed here. Hey Kevin. Navy Federal Credit Union is celebrating Military Appreciation Month.